0: The Dropback, with Sam Lewis, Matt Burns-Peak, and Joe Costanzo. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of The Dropback Podcast. I am your host this week, Matt, and I am joined down the line by our chief run guru, Joe Costanzo. Oh, the chief run guru. I like that. Chief Weird one. And the Well, you, you did used to be a running back. And um, the offensive strategist that is Samuel Lewis. You alright, Matt? Joe? Oh, was... how you doing, mate? Sorry. <laughs> how are we doing, fellas? <laughs> well, we've got a lot, lot to talk about today. Obviously, um, biggest game of the season. The Super Bowl has just happened. Um, fantastic game. Much better than last year's. Um, and eventually, Casey took the win 31 to 20. Lots to dive into here. Um, I'm sure that there's going to be, especially from Joe, some pretty strange opinions flying around. So what? let's go straight <laughs> in. Weird. What was that? <laughs> so unnecessary? Hey, you, <laughs> you, you say some weird shit. Such an app for no reason. <laughs> I've watched plenty of games with you, Joe. You come out with some weird shit. Um, first of all, then, let's get into game recaps. And we'll start with you, with you then, Joe. What were your biggest sort of takeaways from the Chiefs win?
1: Oh, there are plenty of takeaways. And, um, well, I think one, one of the biggest takeaways for me was probably just... The surprise about um, the Chiefs still managing to pull it off, despite Pat Mahomes' kind of timid game overall, in my opinion. Ooh. Obviously, he'd sort of turned it on later on in the game, like he ha- did basically every game of that playoffs. Um, but, uh, yeah, like it was a surprisingly... It, I thought a lot of us going into the game thought that Pat Mahomes, if he if he was going to lead the Chiefs to the victory, would pull out an amazing uh, show-stopping performance and... To be honest, I thought Damian Williams deserved to win the MVP. Preach. I absolutely agree with you. Exactly. Yes. It's it's a matter of fact. He scored two touchdowns.
0: Yeah, that that
1: spin move to juke move he had on the sideline was just
0: woo. outrageous. It was Damian beautiful. Williams ex-Dolphins in Miami robbed of the MVP, but at the same point you kind of you, it's impossible to really hate Patrick Mahomes and Yes, the picks were bad. Yes, it seems to take a while to get into the game, but you can't really hate that MVP pick, can you? No, yeah. I think
2: it was a little bit of a weird game where there wasn't really a clear-cut MVP throughout the whole thing. No one really yeah. stood out heads and shoulders above everyone else. I think if the Niners had managed to pull it off, it probably should have gone to Debo Samuel, maybe. Yes, I would totally agree with that. And yeah, we'll probably and get us. into that a little bit later. But like you said, I with Casey winning, it almost had to go to... Mahomes Williams did have a good game, but at the end of the day, 104 yards on the ground—it's not hugely impressive. So I think the quarterback that's willing them back to win, it probably has to go to him.
1: Yeah, yeah. but I—I I, I guess it was just Damian Williams had a more consistent performance throughout the game, whereas Mahomes had an amazing fourth quarter, really. But it was and, Jerry uh, at the start. Yeah, not much at the start, but yeah, I—I I don't know. I—I I just feel like I'm. I'm always the the guy who will go with the running back but it just um
2: you lose credibility oh, yeah. for that Joe it makes your account seem less purposeful because you're just going for the running back
1: all right well <laughs> adulterated
0: bias n- never had any credibility to start with wow um I mean I've got a question for you to for you two guys bring it back to the game in terms of when it was 2010 yes I know the chiefs throughout this postseason have managed to you know we've seen them claw back from double digit sort of being behind by double digits before but when it was 2010 in the Super Bowl with that little amount of time left did you guys think it was done absolutely I, hand on heart did I thought it was done partially because of how
2: good the 49ers run defense run um attack and their defense has been this season and both of them was mm. just absent for them for that last 10 minutes like you were saying and that allowed the chiefs to get back in the game it's i think is the worst they've played both running it and defensively all season it couldn't have come at a worse time yeah yeah richard sherman was getting burnt
1: on quite a lot of plays My home was um, 5
2: for 5 against him
1: yeah it was it's it's pretty pretty ironic that uh, all all the trash talk that was going on just before the game and did you see um Darrell reeves's uh clap back on twitter when it's just the picture of sherman like that that picture of sherman when uh damien williams was going the touchdown and his face is just like in the ground <laughs> i just thought it was funny man but um yeah i i do i agree with slew like their defense i thought the defensive line for the 49ers gave really good pressure throughout the game but um like you said that run, rushing attack just wasn't what we saw all year um especially later on in, in the game. They did have some good runs of Tevin Coleman going in, Raheem Mostert got a touchdown, but it wasn't anything thing. We didn't see that big gashing performance like we saw in the conference uh, conference championships. And yeah, yeah. Mm.
0: I, I felt really bad. I don't know about you guys. I Everyone's seen that picture now of, of Nick Bosa in tears on the sideline um, in the sort of waning seconds of that game. I actually felt really bad for Bosa and he's someone that we've spoken about a lot in recent weeks. But again, another really impressive game from him. Didn't look out of place or overawed by the occasion of his first Super Bowl in his rookie year. No, he he didn't. Yeah, right. He had a really good game. <laughs> <laughs> Not a controversial no, he, statement there, Matt. N-
1: nice job. He, uh, he, he uh, was very much as good as he'd been all year uh, i mean yeah consistently getting pressure uh that whole d line was just doing bits the entire game made made pat mahomes look uh, uncomfortable right until the fourth quarter where they started to it just looked like they got visibly tired to be honest um that's that's kind of one thing going into the game i was thinking you know if they just keep passing the ball then at one point the 49ers d line are going to be tired just from having to
0: true mm. constantly yeah attrition get up and
1: yeah war of attrition but um yeah I thought um, just on on note of the 49ers again I, I thought Jimmy G's been taking quite a lot of slack um, in the media and I don't think he really deserves it I thought he had a pretty good game
0: he mm. was all right
1: if you're getting paid as much as Jimmy G is getting paid you need to win games
2: and not miss throws when the game's on the line
1: yeah true. But does anyone really think that Jimmy G was gonna hold a candle up to uh, Pat Mahomes?
2: No, really. But he didn't. He didn't need to. He just needed to hit the throws that were open. There were a couple of times down the stretch where Kittle was schemed open, and Jimmy G just
1: didn't even see him. Mm. And the mm. yeah, that one pick as well with the with the closed eyes throw anyway. Picks. No, that, just that one I don't blame him for forever.
2: as much because he wasn't trying to hit. it. I think he was trying to get it out of bounds and. He almost got hit as he threw yeah. to not quite get the power to reach the touchline. Yeah, it's a bad ball, but it's not like he's just shut his eyes and thrown it anywhere kind of thing. He is aiming for the sideline.
0: Mm. Yeah, but yeah, my it's, it looked looked worse than it was, I think.
1: Yeah, my man Debo Samuel's though. Like I like you said, he he just had a bloody amazing performance. I I, I thought he was he was much more effective running the ball than anyone on that 49ers team. Mm. 53 um, yards on the ground those... but then they
2: stopped going to him and I think yeah, and that that's one where pop, it all pass. sort of fell apart from because he added such an element to their offense that every time mm. he got the ball on one of those jet sweeps it seemed to work and then for some reason they just didn't use it not even like as a distraction and then run it the other way there was very little
1: of Debo in that third and fourth quarter It's almost like exactly the opposite of what happened in the NFC Championship game because they they knew Raheem Mostert was having an absolute game. They didn't really need to go with anything else. And I would have thought Carl Shanahan coming off of that performance, if he knew that every time Debo Samuel touches the ball, he's getting 20 plus yards. Mm. Just keep feeding the ball to him until they can prove he can stop it. It doesn't make any sense to me either. Mm.
0: And I mean, I guess on that note as well, I know you mentioned about... um, Jimmy G as well there in terms of missing open throw slew but there were times when he was throwing it where I mean if I was Jimmy G in the the game situation you would be surprised as to be like "Really, really we're throwing it in this situation and I think this is what was a massive talking point coming out of the Super Bowl was with Kyle Shanahan and why they went away from the run that was successful especially through Samuel for so much of the game which leads us on to you know, this is the second time we've seen a similar situation with Shanahan. Is he a choke artist?
2: I'm not sure if he's a choke, a choke artist. artist. I think he's going to get labelled with that now until, until he does win it. Much like Andy Reid mm-hmm. was, actually. And that's we'll probably talk about that later, I'm guessing, as well, Matt. Mm-hmm. But, yes, yeah, it's, it's it just didn't seem right. Maybe he did choke a bit. Because what he'd done all season is when the run was working, like Joe was saying earlier... He stuck by. It. He wasn't bothered about not letting the quarterback pass the ball, about being predictable. He kept running because he knew it was working. And then this, he mm. sort of, they almost panicked once the Chiefs scored. Yeah. Mm. And brought it back to yeah. three. Was it three points they went to? It got to first twenty seventeen, or 2013? E- either way, the no, point no, is the, the Chiefs closed the gap to one score. And at that point, Shanahan, they just went away from the run. It felt like they felt pressure that they had to get down the field quickly and pass it to get there.
1: Yeah, there was that one play in the um, third quarter where Pat Mahomes obviously threw a pick off the hands of Tyreek Hill. Um, and then I'm pretty certain there was just three straight pass attempts from Kyle Shanahan, um, left them in this mm. really long third third down situation. I think it was like third and 13. Um, and it's just... You can't look at it without getting a little bit of flashbacks to Atlanta where, you know, just just run the damn ball uh, a little bit. And I think he's going to get slated with that. I still think he's by far the most creative offensive um, coach. Well, I say by far. I mean, he's up there with Andy Reid, his opponent. So one of the most creative offensive minds in the game. Um, And I think it's it's unfair criticism to say he's a choke artist, but... in, if it keeps happening, he keeps getting to the Super Bowl and, and not winning, then, you know, like, it's just the natural way that people are...
0: Gonna... It's going to be the label. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What well, about the decision
2: I... to not go, for, call a timeout at the end of the first half when there was 1.50 on the clock? Did that not strike anyone of strange, even at the time?
1: Yeah, no, yeah. I yeah. thought that was weird. I, mm. I genuinely, it, it doesn't make any sense. It's just the, the lack of aggression. I, I I don't get it. But I mean, they are what, they are on there like, 40, 30 or something, but just just before the halfway line. And I I just remember thinking, like, why why wouldn't you take a shot here? Like, what have you really got to lose?
0: Well, mm. I guess, obviously, it's just playing conservative, but it seems... And, to and ultimately the Super Bowl. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, <laughs> with that as well, I mean, I know I we're know saying about it seems a bit harsh labelling him as a as a choke artist and I see that as well but I do think that it's in the the last two Super Bowls we've seen obviously with the Falcons that huge comeback from the Patriots and then when the um, Chiefs got rolling on Sunday it almost seems like when the opposition start to find their scoring knack Shanahan feels the need to almost match that or not not be so worried about, you know, how can we game manage from the lead that we've got, but be like, well we need to now match their scoring and, and build and sort of build onto our own lead. And it did sort of feel like a panic as you said, Sluth. I'm not gonna lie, he did I think he did bottle this game again, but I, I it just feels
2: a bit harsh after a year he's had to label him as a choke artist, but maybe that's mm. the point that he was so good and so dominant throughout the whole year. And then to blow it in this think, game.
1: Yeah, I I, I just think ever since that big third down completion to Tyreek Hill, just uh, something switched in his mind that he has to step on the pedal and, and score score points it's uh, almost like uh, that Edelman
2: passing game the, that Edelman moment where it like bounced off the legs and he caught it on a big third down again and he's like yeah. right I can't trust my defense here I've been rely that's why I've been able to run the ball because I know my defense gets it back quickly if you can't trust your defense to get them off the
0: field then do you then feel pressured to go and have to score those points? It does. It does sort of feel like that, doesn't it, with him? And and I don't. I didn't think that the the defense played badly at all. Yeah. They didn't play Do great down the an... stretch. They did let the the
2: um the Chiefs just march up and down on them down in that fourth quarter.
0: Yeah, but is yep. that so much the defence or, or so much as, again, like I said, Pat Mahomes, Andy Reid and Williams finding that groove and finding the chemistry? You know, the Chiefs have destroyed teams at times this season with that offence. Can you really be blamed for, you know, when they are do get in that nick? Maybe they are the closest thing to unplayable we can see. on When the you're the defence
2: that has been chatting a lot of shit over the last few weeks and months about how good they've been about and, that how, is true. and all the talk about how good Robert Salah's been as a coach... And then you can't live it up in the biggest moments big again. That's on you as much as it is on Kyle
1: Shanahan and the offense. Yeah, yeah but true. also like I said before. Uh, like I said before, though, uh, if they're abandoning the run, then the defense is getting on the field quicker each time. Mm. They're going to get tired, and that seemed to happen later on in the game. It might. That's when we start to see Richard Sherman getting burnt, burnt deep, <laughs> burnt deep.
0: Mm. True, but then again, you can also look at it from the other point of view as you know, if you see that you think your defence is struggling, then maybe you should offensively and strategically turn towards things like the run to, to grind out their clock so they don't have to be on the field as long from that side of things as well in terms of you know not going the other way and trying to outscore the opposition, just try and get rid of the clock, basically.
1: Yeah, I was agreeing with you, Matt.
0: <laughs> no, well, you good, just agreed good. with my point. <laughs> yeah, Good. I'm just, I'm just surprised at how it went, Joe. To be honest, I, I, yes. I'm, I am glad that it did sort of go like that because I wanted the Chiefs to win, obviously, and also it yeah. made for a much more entertaining Super Bowl. Do you
2: know what? It was it refreshing to watch a Super points. Bowl. It was really refreshing to watch a Super Bowl where I didn't actually really care who won because they're both quite
1: likable teams. True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's that. That's the thing. It was just I went in this and I was, anti-Pats like, effect. Yeah, and uh, everyone in the bar we were watching it in was just going, oh. And I felt like I could just join in, you know, like. And you oh, could, Joe. We didn't have to play him in the playoffs. I'm not bitter about the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. I mean, I'm happy for Pat Mahomes. I'm happy mm. for Andy Reid more than anyone. Do you want to tell your voice that you're happy?
0: <laughs> I'm really happy. <laughs> Guys, for I'm Andy so Reid. bloody happy right now. Fly. Could Chiefs, have been Lamar, fly. though, couldn't it, Joe?
1: I oh, didn't me. hear what you said, and I'm going to ignore it because it's probably a witty little comment. Because, Slew,
0: you're a witty little boy. Thank you. Nice. Nicely put. Well, going from one head coach, Carl Shanahan, who Slew has basically branded a, a bottleless git, um, to a much more happy coach. <laughs> I can't coach believe right you now. actually <laughs> went for it. <laughs> you bottleless git, Shanahan. Um, a much more <laughs> happy coach right now is definitely scoffing good his good. way through. You dig it. Scubble his way through several cheeseburgers and the like. Um Andy Reid, is this a Hall of Fame moment for him? Do we think I, I think no, he's in it. Oh, I think he was in the Hall of Fame anyway.
1: Oh, yeah, he, was, wow, that oh really he was on took the fence in the Hall of Fame. I I definitely, no, genuinely, I think he was on the, he should have been in the Hall of Fame, but just knowing how the, you know, the head, like the Hall of Fame works, they value championships and a head coach, they'll value championships more than anything. But is that just a rule now then, you win a Super Bowl and then you get in? Well, Bill Cowell was not that good a head coach, won one Super Bowl and is in the Hall of Fame. Zach fucking Thomas can't get in the So Super what's the point Bowl, of having it then? You monster. just
2: say, all oh, right, who was a Super Bowl winning head coach? Who was a Super Bowl winning quarterback? Who was an MVP? Fame. You're right, you're, you're Hall of Fame. You're Eli Manning, you're in a Hall of Fame. Congratulations. Oh, I really don't agree with that take. Not in not Eli Manning in the Hall of Fame. But he will be though, Ooh. because that's the point. Because apparently now, if you win a Super Bowl, that's that's all the
1: argument you need. He probably his will his be in the Hall of Fame, yeah. Starter, he's, yikes. Yeah, yeah, but he won two Super Bowls, so he'll, he'll, I mean, he he shouldn't. By, by all means, he shouldn't, but he he will be because that's that's what counts, and I, that's what I mean. Like before, he won. Andy Reid won the Super Bowl. He was on the fence on the Hall of Fame because he'd never won a championship, and like you mm. said, he had that stigma attached to him—the old choke artist stigma. But now he's won it. He's done. His coaching tree exactly. alone is is fantastic, um, and he's cemented himself as one of the greatest offensive minds in the game, and. Yeah, he. I think he deserves. Definitely, he's definitely in the hall of fame now. There's, there's no, there's no doubt about that in my, my mind.
2: No, I think he is. And yeah, I was. The thing is, he's already got. He's already got seven conference championships that he's been to. So he's and the longevity of how long his offenses have been dominant for should speak to themselves more than the Super Bowl does. I think that just it the win just removes the butt from the conversation when his name comes up.
0: Yeah. The buff. Yeah. So we're talking about Shakira now. <laughs> Joe, stop no. it. <laughs> yeah, I th- I think we all already agree with this one that you know Andy Reid is a Hall of Famer now, and I think as you said, Salute, it was probably touch and go beforehand, and this sort of seals the deal for him. Which you, I feel like he's one of those characters in American football, one of those personalities that you can't really hate. I've never really mm. met someone that really dislikes Andy Reid. I've met it's plenty of people that big, say he looks like a walrus, a man
1: with a beautiful mustache who Lies likes cheeseburgers and is great at calling plays. And calls He's his a, compares his grandparents to what was it was it
0: sa- sweet and sour pork?
1: Yeah, yeah, I think it was because that's the first natural thing that comes up in your head. Yeah, it's um, a little
0: bit worrying when when people compare other human beings to edible food, especially inflatable. their relatives. Mm. Especially tasty
1: food. 20
0: years from now, Andy Reid cannibalism (laughs) is all over the front pages. Pro Football Hall (laughs) of Fame. Outrageous. Um, But yeah, I mean, like I said, I I, I feel like everyone's sort of... Like I said, it's one of those Super Bowls where I don't really care who won or lost because I like both the teams. I like both the head coaches. Mm. And I think they're both really good teams. And like I said, you can't really be sad from any perspective other than maybe a 49ers perspective that Andy Reid... Has finally got his championship. Is Kyle Shanahan just a young, skinny
2: Andy Reid? Bowls it early in his Whoa. career and then he'll come back and win a Good Super Take. Bowl. That that boy needs to bulk up quick. <laughs> It'd be weird <laughs> seeing
1: Kyle Shanahan with a big moustache next year as well. <laughs> and oh. he's put on
0: like 200 pounds. Just straight up blasting people on blindside blocks. Absolutely shedamming them. Shouldam so yeah, I'm. Shadaminim, Shud- Shahanahan, Shadaminim. Um, so yeah, well, well, there you go. That we've we've gone through both head coaches. One of them's a bottler skit, and one of them's now the new face of the NFL and and a certified Hall of Famer. So there you go. You're welcome, everyone. Uh-huh. Um, let's move on to some bucks. Whoa, whoa, chat. whoa! Ooh, You're missing knock. Joe's little point that he wanted to talk about.
1: Shakira,
2: Shakira. No, not that one. How many Super Bowls um, won Patrick that, Mahomes win? Th- Oh
0: God man We're board, let you actually. host. The least you can do is read the goddamn schedule Hey If you put it at the right at the bottom of the piece of paper Then you can't expect my eyes to travel that far um, <laughs> It was the last segment Exactly um, yeah. So Well that brings me on to the next point lads Pat Mahomes <laughs> Oh does
2: it Me reminding <laughs> you about <laughs> the next point Natural. brings you on to it
0: Good save <laughs> Seamless <laughs> transition uh, nice. Yeah Pat Mahomes How many Super Bowls Over or under three I was going to say Oh. Over or under Slew? Get off the fence. Uh, Evens, dead on. Very... Oh, Over. Move. There it is. I Explain why, Joey.
1: I just think you, we haven't seen a quarterback be this good this quickly, uh, possibly in NFL history. Oosh. But, I mean, I'm only a young young lad. I wouldn't know that. But um, every, when you hear all these very senior analysts who have been around to watch, you know, the the greats in their prime talk about Pat Mahomes. Um it's just it's something it's, it seems like a transitional talent. Um and I, I just think realistically uh I agree I can, with Joe. I can, I can imagine like he's just got the talent to 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 win. He absolutely does. not do you he, know what he is? I'm gonna go a step further than that, year.
2: Joe. I think mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes Will be what Aaron Rodgers threatened to be.
1: Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, no, no, I agree. That's the, the, a lot of the comparisons coming out were to Aaron Rodgers when, um, especially when he started hitting his groove. But yeah, that it, it's like Aaron Rodgers if he unlocked his true potential and wasn't, um, and had better GM play around him and, uh, loved his family more. <sighs> wow. Hot take. Oof. Hot take.
0: Rude take. Um, Bits. Yeah, so what do you reckon, Jerry? Four?
1: Yeah, well at four. least uh <laughs> at least four.
0: It. At screw least it. four, gosh.
1: Seven. Oh, I... No Ah, oh,
2: that was a joke. Okay. Buy this man a shirt. I just think it's Let's, hard what... to say more than three with how many good young quarterbacks there are, especially now. Yeah. True. And yeah, I think so we've been depends spoiled on the team with, team building with, well you say I say spoiled, you guys won't feel that way, with Brady in the way that we I don't think we're gonna see the same dominance from another Spoilt team. My... Brady's got six. Oh, re- fucking fun! And a lot of those times, there were a lot of bottling in teams that were actually opposing him. Whoa! Are this we, re- are we really going to say that Mahomes is going to win four championships?
1: Well, the thing is, I think if you get um, if you get an offensive-minded head coach, sometimes it's it's difficult to predict these things because uh, I just. I can't see the Kansas City Chiefs retaining a really good defensive uh, coordinator for, for a long, sustained period of time uh, without just you know them moving out. Or, but I, I can see if they're getting to this point with the defense they have at the moment, which isn't a bad defense by any stretch of the means, but it's, it's not one of the elite-level defenses in the league. Um, just, I, The offensive firepower they have alone and the fact that he's not, and I hate to say this, but he's not relying on... Purely on just his mobility, even though it is an amazing asset he has right now in his career. But I think going down the stretch, his arm strength is going to retain a a fair amount of time. He's very young. I don't know. He's like, what, 20, 24 at the moment? Probably something about that. Yeah, like 20. He's like 24 years old.
0: Um, He's got some growing.
1: Yeah, I just, I can imagine him at least sustaining this into these, this kind of it Obviously, Injuries aside, whatever happens, happens. But I can imagine him sustaining this kind of level for until, like, quarterbacks nowadays, we're you, you know, Drew Brees and Tom Brady are pl- going to play until they're 45 or whatever. So, like, c- and Drew imagine. Brees has
2: won one Super Bowl.
1: Yeah. But, I mean, Pat Mahomes, his talent level now, imagine he's like this for the next five years. That you? I could imagine them at least winning two more Super Bowls then.
0: Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I think that's not a bad take. I would say I'm actually going to go under with this one under three. Ooh. I'm gonna I'm gonna hover around the two mark as well. And I think that for me it's very much personal vendetta because Dan Marino made the Super Bowl in his second season. And then never got back there. Not, but not because of not because Dan Marino didn't have the talent. Dan Marino is known as obviously a generational, fantastic QB, one of the best to ever play. But not as good as so, Tom Brady, though, according to you. Ooh, don't make me mad. Um, so it's so much about the team around. Obviously, the quarterback's really important, but it's team building as well. And it's as, you're as much asking whether the Chiefs have the capacity to build a perennial, a perennial sort of title winning machine, so, as well as you know they've ticked the box with quarterback, but. Do you trust them to be able to do all the other things, keep a consistent defense, keep that quarterback with weapons and a good O-line for a sustained period of time? I don't distrust them, but I don't see any reason why there's going
2: to be not at least eight other teams that are going to be challenging. I mean, the Ravens are going to be up there every year now. Aren't sure. With Lamar Jackson and now they can keep that offense going and he can improve as a passer. There's a, Fair. the 49ers are probably going to be back the Seahawks are going to be good as long as Russell Wilson's there I just think there's enough good teams I
0: can't see them winning Saints as well yeah
1: yeah but I could imagine like last year if, if the Chiefs had beaten the, the Pats in, in a very tight overtime conference championship they probably would have won the Super Bowl then like the Rams beat I mean, them early in the going season going into the AFC the AFC division like going into the playoffs in the AFC every team for the next fair few amount of years is going to be scared of playing the Chiefs just because
0: of their offensive firepower alone and that comeback ability as well I think with the way that they've done it in the postseason clap back I didn't
1: Help say he's not going to win back. I
0: said three Super Bowls I just just trying to wind <laughs> Joe up realistically yeah four or just more not, he's just not promising the earth like Joe is. He's now probably the biggest Kansas City fan we've ever, we've ever spoken to in real life
1: hey man I am not a Kansas City fan I'm just appreciative
0: of the arts <laughs> the art, pew pew. <laughs> the art, you love it. Um, right. Well, now are you guys ready to talk some bucks? Yeah. Well, now uh, we've got through everything so we need to some bucks before we did. Yes. Because there was actually some some pretty pretty sick games this weekend. So there's there's quite a lot to talk about. And we'll start with the first game of the weekend. How about University of Nottingham taking a 20, 29 to six win over Leeds Beckett? That's pretty tasty and is actually a really important game in terms of the makeup of that, uh, that Prem North. You know, it puts them right in the mix. Uh, and obviously, Sterling and Durham are quite far ahead at the moment, but that was a big game for for that sort of uh, playoff push and, and potentially a late shift towards the title. Well, it
2: guarantees them a playoff spot. That win, it moves them out of the reach of the Coventry Jets, puts them at 3-3 three three so they can regroup. And I don't think the season's gone quite as Nottingham... With expected it to go they came in after having a really great regular season last year and disappointed about mm. how they finished the playoffs and to be 3 and 3 at this point i think they will actually be slightly disappointed but it's a good win against yeah. a really strong beckett team that will give them th- confidence down the stretch
1: yeah I'd, definitely i i totally agree i i, th- I think um just to, to secure a playoff spot this this early on uh, i know it's uniborn you can you can kind of Get, get along with it with, with the two wins at a time. But um, it's, it's always just looking good, really.
0: I mean... Mm. And yeah. I mean, also as well, if you look at the, the way the season started with Nottingham, they had a lot of sort of injuries. They had a lot of turnover between losing veteran players and having to sort of put insert the, the, the rookies and first years into starting roles soon and basically making them learn on the job. I think you have seen a bit of a, a bit of an improvement in certainly the back end before the winter break and coming out of that, and it, it you know it, it's potentially a bit of a, uh, an opportunity for them to spring some momentum, which is which is good. It's mm. a weird one for Leeds Beckett to lose though. Mm. I did I did fancy in before the game a Leeds Beckett win here, if I'm honest. Yeah, to
1: get to get scored twenty nine points against Leeds Beckett as such a physical side, as we've been saying just on every recap so far um mm. like we we know their game we we've we've played them at the end of the day we we know um that option offense and that big bloody defensive line is very difficult to uh to break burst through and i think not hat, hats off to nottingham for for putting in that performance they they've jumped over beckett in the table now and i read at the start of the uh the season we were we were predicting leeds beckett in the final
0: mm. Yeah, that they it, it, and it also for me with that result holding Leeds Beckett to six points, mm. that's that was a bit of a shock as well for me and and yeah I think as as you were saying about Nottingham Slough, Leeds Beckett can find themselves in a similar position of they would never have expected themselves to be sort of three and three at this point in the season surely no they wouldn't have done I think a lot of the teams in the north have been helped out because
2: we. To be honest, we say that, but then the North is usually competitive. Apart from the team that generally comes up, because those there are, well, three teams that have been in there a while, and then mm. they usually take hits off each other. So it is rare to see a team that finishes the season eight and zero or seven and one in the North. Like you see, there's these two at five and two, two and three and three, and there's not a huge difference between them. I think they've all got wins off yeah. each other so far this year. Yeah. So it will be interesting to see what happens when they get to knockout football. Especially now they're all guaranteed playoff spots.
0: Yeah, definitely. And uh, you know, you mentioned it there, slow it's a very difficult league to bounce to, to to get promoted into and to be able to really stay in there. Um, which obviously brings us on to the next game. Coventry, um, away to Durham, tough place to go. Durham obviously eventually took it twenty to nothing. It's been a bit of a tough one for Coventry. Um And I think it's been a bit of a shock in terms of obviously fantastic for them being promoted last year, but they haven't been able to adjust to the to the the difference in class in the Prem, have they?
1: No, no. (laughs) Um, I I think it's like you said. We 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 said at the start having that off start, uh, rough start to the season with the. Mm. move games have and uh, the suspensions and things like that that definitely didn't help to your first your first season in the Prem um and to be honest just like you said the, the class of especially in the Premier North where we've got these well-established teams um it's just it's just a different you know it's it's hard to 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 imagine that coming in from it's hard
2: especially because of the hole they got dug into early on the season to climb out of that i feel that's going to have an effect Mm. on the team going forward just because of how tough it is but they're a growing program that i think that and they'll have a good chance to come back up after next year i think
1: yeah yeah it's just a big momentum thing really uni ball really to be honest if you get into the rut and you you you're losing week after week it's, it's hard to dig yourself out and it's um yeah, you know, but like you said, they, they could go back, uh, move back next year, win every single game and then come start up with the a taste season, of the quality. Right. Yeah.
0: And also, there, you know, there are positives as well. Again, the defence didn't play badly at all, only giving up 20 points to Durham offence, which have been superb at times this season. So it's not like it's all bad. Well, the defence have been pretty th- good all
2: year. They're averaging less than 20 points given up a game. It's just... Mm. I don't know if, because we, they do play that run-heavy offense, I don't know if they're going to need to be a little bit more creative next time they come up. But either way, it'll be something that they'll have more experience in with figuring out in the preseason. They won't have to adapt on the fly yeah. as
0: much. Mm. Yeah, I think that's a fair point. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I said, we will be interesting to see if they can close out the season on a high and then, like I said, take the momentum into next year. Um, well, then moving moving down to the south and a couple of strugglers played each other uh, Hertfordshire and UEA. They did um, it Matt. They did it. They won a game. They did it. They finally won a game. Hertfordshire, what? Oh my god. Is the comeback on? Is the comeback on?
1: I think it begins here. This, the well, be the, so their next game. Sorry, I might have to remind myself of the Swansea they playing Swansea. Yeah, so Hertfordshire versus Swansea is is a it's a winnable game for them, in my opinion, um, whereas if you look down to the bottom, well, and then UEA has got a much tougher matchup against uh, the Birmingham Lions, who are obviously second in that division, um, mm. and currently actually... First now? <laughs>
2: yeah. Technically, they're second because of points difference, yeah, because yeah the, they... Yeah, because
1: games, they, they played one less game than the other, than everyone else in the South, but um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah mentioning those differentials actually i've just read oh i can we can come back to that but yeah um the uea i i, I don't know it, it's it's interesting going in cuz i i think Hertfordshire have a better chance of beating swansea than uea has of beating birmingham
0: in my which, personal which opinion which which in that case would leave them all on f- those all three of those teams on four points yeah well which then makes makes it a very interesting back end of the season in terms of who can avoid the drop if yeah, if you look if
1: yeah if you look at the um, just the wins and losses and even the point differentials are quite similar between Swansea and UEA and you have just come across a, a win against UEA um, mm. so like I said very beatable team um, <laughs> oh my god the the, <laughs> the differentials here are mental so I just want to point out so the point differential the just the difference in you know for and against in points for, um, in points <laughs> in <know>? points <laughs> For the North, right, uh, Durham Saint is leading with 85, and then the lowest is uh, Coventry with minus 115. And, yeah. uh, But then in the South, uh, UWE has got a point differential of 224. uh, Birmingham's got a point differential of 152. And then we go to Swansea, minus 115. Hertfordshire, minus 154. Like... It's just, everything's exacerbating You know what, it'll be interesting
2: to see when these teams, whichever four make the playoffs, whether it's because uh, UWE and the Birmingham Lions are so much better than the others, or if the others are a little bit off the pace in terms of Premiership
1: football. It'll be interesting to see that once they play the
2: Northern teams.
1: Mm. Uh, Yeah, I'm I'm still looking forward to just either UWE or or Birmingham taking on a Northern team. Because I remember we had that when we were playing SLU in that... um, in second year and it was just you know everyone was kind of like talking about um you know the the big opponents in the south and then they they uh first first week of the playoffs there was only northern teams left so that was just it just reminds me of that really like you, you just don't really know because you're you're, yeah. you're not playing any of them it's, it's not like in the nfl where you have to play someone on well, the I other th- conference
2: well from what the
1: game film we have managed to see
2: so far, both Western England and Birmingham have looked very impressive on both sides of the yeah, ball. Yeah, no, they have. For so sure. definitely, but yeah, and they, the Birmingham Lions, they usually do well as well. This will be interesting to see if the scholarship players, the bullets, have taken
0: in can help them take their next step now in the Premiership. Mm. Both show, indeed. Um, and you know, looking at look looking at the you know, that Hertfordshire game that they just had against UEA. I think we've got to mention the UEA not having a good time of things right now. As you mentioned, they've got a very tough game coming up next week. And over the last two weeks, they've scored zero points and conceded 74. This is a really bad time to be starting to trend downwards in that manner, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's all kind of heating up near the end of the season. Um, that, that, like I said, there's this Swansea at 2-5, and five, Hertfordshire with a chance to be 2-5. and five. It's not the time to be there not scoring any points for two consecutive games. What they'll be disappointed with most, I think, is that
2: it looked like they were getting up to the speed of Premiership football in the lead up to Christmas, winning Mm, those two games, getting back close to 500. And I think they'll just be frustrated with themselves that they had a chance to lock up Premiership football for another year if they'd managed to get something from that Hearts game. But Mm. now they've left the door open where they, well, they are still reliant on themselves, but they have to go now and beat a really strong Birmingham team to be assured of um, safety.
0: Mm, and that that is easier said than done for sure. It was and then obviously the last say. game, it's, it's difficult to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, and then last game, last game of the weekend was obviously bullets against uh, Swansea Titans, fifty to fourteen. Again, not a huge amount of surprises here, is there? Really, we've been impressed with UWE all season, as we mentioned.
1: Yeah, their offensive firepower is alike that of the Kansas City Chiefs.
0: Ooh, Ooh good link. The we've it, we've thrown things. it back to the
1: beginning of the episode. That's beautiful journalism from Joe. Yeah, I know. Nice That's right. fantastic work from you, Joe. And you all stop complimenting me, it's making me feel weird. Joe, you're so great. Thanks. I but not as good as me anyway. for winning the predictions show. Well jokes on you because Super Bowl counts as a hundred points, so you actually so close lose. Feel like Kyle. Kyle <laughs> <laughs>
0: Salty, the um, ballless man.
1: Yeah, no, no. Like I say, Uwe have U W E have uh, absolutely just thrown us all aback with just their offensive production. Uh, like, like I mentioned, their their point differential is is absolutely insane compared to everyone else in the entire yeah. Bucks Prem. To be honest, it's ridiculous. Um, they're 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 leading in that category by over seventy four, which is mental. Um, yeah, and I, I'm excited to see, like I've said, just them versus one of the northern teams in the
0: playoffs, All right.
1: and uh, yeah, mm,
0: how it stacks up. And I think I think you probably do fancy them for for next week's game against EA as well. I fancy them a lot. <laughs> I think Joe just fancies them full stop. If I'm honest.
1: Yeah. Well, it's time to make an announcement to the pod. No object.
0: excellent well on that slightly creepy and strange note from joe it's time to end this week's episode thank you so much for listening if you would like to check out more of the podcasts that we do just search us up on spotify or itunes at the dropback um follow us on social media the instagram at the dropback and Twitter at the Dropback, as well as Facebook at the Dropback UK, to keep up to date with all the news and latest goings on with uh, the gang. As well as that, go to the Dropback.com for all of our insights and articles on the Bucks, NFL, or everything to do with American football in the UK. So thanks again, thanks again so much for listening. Um, I've been joined by Sam. Thanks, Sam. Cheers, Matt. And the wonderful and ever strange Joe. Thank you very much for your time, Joey. Peace out, Matthew. And thanks to all you <laughs> listeners. We'll see you next time. Thanks, for the fans.